0: You're listening to Coffee and Valkyries, a podcast about your favorite NWSL club, O.L. Reign.
1: We are one week away from the 2020 NWSL Challenge Cup. O.L. Reign's first match in the month-long tournament will be against Sky Blue FC on Tuesday, June 30th. One player that will be looking to make an impact in that match and for the duration of the team's run in that tournament is defender Adrian Jordan, one of the club's newest signings. It's time for us to get to know Adrian Jordan. Adrian, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us. How are you doing today?
2: Um, I'm good, thank you for having me.
1: So, um, in general, how's it been for you being one of the club's uh, newest players and just getting yourself acclimated to the team playing style, team culture, and getting to know your new teammates?
2: Yeah, it's been a really good atmosphere thus far. Um, I arrived in Missoula a little bit um, later than the team, same day, but just a little bit later. So I didn't actually meet everyone until the next day. Um, Everyone was super welcoming though, um, from the invitees to uh, the returning players. So that part has been pretty easy. Um, It's always easier when the players are welcoming um as opposed to a little bit cold so that has been pretty easy and then um yeah getting on the same level i guess getting back to soccer fitness um for the last two months or so i've just been training by myself um in england and that was just a lot of running uh like passing to a wall so passing to a person doing longer balls like all that stuff it was a little bit rough at first but we're getting the rust off <laughs>
1: So you flew from England to Montana. How many planes did you have to uh, switch over for that uh, travel?
2: Yeah, so I actually I was able to be home for 10 days and that was in Colorado. So oh, okay. um, it did only take me two planes. I flew from London to Chicago for sh- and then from Chicago to Denver. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Not as bad as some stories we've heard of others.
2: Yeah, yeah. I've heard a few. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'm lucky that my travel was a lot easier.
0: You've had, um, you've had a, a, a diverse p- career so far, getting to play in many different leagues. What, what interested you in thinking about coming back to the States, playing in the NWSL right now?
2: COVID, <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest. Um, yeah, playing in the NWSL wasn't necessarily one of my priorities. I have played in Europe since the start of my career and essentially from my junior year in college. Um, my main goal is to play in Germany, and it is still one of my top goals to do. Um, but yeah, like the season in England got canceled, um, and so I felt like I had gas in the tank. And you know, after being by myself for two months and essentially having an off-season then, I, it felt like it was too long um, to be away from a team environment and atmosphere. And the um, rain reached out and here we are.
1: <laughs> so for um, fans that, are, that want to get to know uh, you and your playing style, Adrian, what three words would you use to describe your style of play?
2: I would say... I want to say sturdy, but I don't know if I want to use that word in particular. Um, I'll say consistent. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Um, I definitely like to stay consistent. Um, Consistent, I'll say aggressive, um, both in the attacking half and defensively. Um, And then my final word, I maybe should have thought this through a little bit more. <laughs> I thought I like really had it, but consistent for sure. Ooh. Aggressive, yes.
0: We'll have to pull the crowd and see what else we yeah. come up with. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: like <laughs> three, like one word, three one word answers, I feel like is kind of difficult. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like those are probably like my my top two. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: If we ask it in a different way, if we said, describe your playing style in a sentence, maybe, what would you say?
2: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, I like to shut people down defensively. It's, I mean, one of my favorite things to do. But then I also equally like to get into the attack and join the attack. Um, Yeah. Uh,
0: We obviously haven't gotten to see you play quite as much, but um, in watching some footage and um, looking at analysis, I know one thing that really stood out is you like to create, think of, you think about space a lot and how you create that for your teammates and think um, if I were to objectively jump in and say that, I think that's one thing I've noticed about your game as well. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, you I was going to go back and you mentioned an interest in a desire and goal really to play in Germany. Do you have a, a favorite team in Germany that you root for now?
2: Um, I have a few. Um, I've been a Bayern München fan for as long as I could remember. Um, I also enjoy watching Schalke. Um, My grandpa was a Schalke fan, so I think that kind of, whenever I see that they're playing, I'll tune in there. And then, uh, yeah, I think those are probably my top two.
0: What's it been like for you to watch the games with no crowds?
2: I've actually kind of enjoyed it. I would prefer it without like the, um, I don't know, like digitalized yeah. like crowd noise. Like I personally, I, I want to hear what they're saying because um, that's something that you don't really get to experience like ever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, it was fascinating when we, those first couple of uh, Bundesliga matches where you just heard the chatter amongst the players out on the field and the instructions from the coaches in the technical areas. Yeah, it was a nice uh, dimension to kind of wish going forward. If we have an option where on a broadcast, you can mute uh, the crowd noise and just listen to whatever's being picked up by the field mics. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: So I know you haven't gotten to to play in Germany yet, but you have played in a couple of other leagues in Europe and a couple of other countries. Do you have, um, has there been one place that you've really have like a special memories of or favorite experiences out of all of that so far?
2: Yeah, definitely. Iceland has been one of my favorite places to play. Um, I would say from a soccer point of view, it was really my time to like, it's, it's when I broke out, air quotes, so to speak, um, from like that college mindset, I guess, and really had a coach that took me to the next level and cared about individual player development, um, as well as how well the team does. So that was really special to me. And then Iceland is just as a country and like the people, it's top notch. Like I, I love it there. (laughs) So Iceland has definitely been my favorite place.
0: When did you, thinking a little bit further back, when did you make the decision that you wanted to be a professional soccer player?
2: Well, you know, I think everyone as a little kid, if you're playing sports, Mm -hmm. you want to be a professional athlete at some point. So like, I, I know there's a picture of me in elementary school, like fourth or fifth grade, maybe, like dressed up as a soccer player because you're supposed to dress as what you want to be when you grow up. Um, somewhere along the lines, like the, through the years, that kind of faded because reality kind of set in and, you know, not a lot of people are able to play professionally. But I think things really changed um, in 2011. Um My brother passed away in 2011, and it was his dream actually to play in Germany, play in the Bundesliga, make money, buy my mom a car and a house and all that stuff. Um, So when he passed, I kind of made a promise to myself and to him um, that I was gonna do everything that I could to achieve that for him. Um, But yeah, like that was the start of my senior year of high school. And I had no idea how I was gonna do that or if that was even gonna really happen um, until probably like my, the end of my junior year of college. And that's when I really started to like see that this is actually a possibility and take the necessary steps to, I guess, lay a foundation to hopefully open the right doors to get to the professional level.
0: And sort of since making that decision. The women's game has grown a lot. Uh, uh, what it, just? I'm curious your reflections being being on the side of of playing and being a professional soccer player. How have you seen it grow? Yeah, I mean, I
2: just from my experience in Chicago to my experience now, worlds worlds different. Um, so that's really good here in America. Um, overseas, I think it's. I don't know, it's still kind of similar everywhere where, you know, you can't really compare it to the men's game because they are always going to get like sellout stadiums and whatnot. And then the women's side maybe like get like 200 fans if you're lucky on a good day. So I think that's something where we can still grow as the world can still like put more or do more to uh, put women's soccer you know in the media in the light a little bit more but you know it's it's grown everywhere i think and i think that's a really great thing
0: i'll just keep asking i've got so many questions for you so i'm just gonna keep going oh, that's easy. <laughs> um uh you're in montana um i don't know what you grew up in colorado did you grow up in a more rural area or more of a bigger city i would say kind of like a suburb
2: i'm <laughs> from colorado springs okay um So it's definitely becoming a big city now. Yeah. Um,
0: (laughs) What's it been like to be in Montana training right now?
2: Um, So I've actually been to Missoula before um, for soccer because I played for Northern Colorado and we're in the Big Sky Conference and Montana is also in Big Sky. So I've been here a couple times and I love it here. Um, Over the years, I've really found that I am not a city girl (laughs) at all. So this, like, small town vibes in the mountains, like, come with it. I like it a lot.
3: (laughs) It looks like from the team social media, you guys have had a chance to kind of get out and to experience the city and and countryside some, too. Has there been Mm -hmm. some fun stuff you guys have been doing when you're not being pushed to practice twice a day?
2: Yeah. um, Some of the girls have gone up, I believe it's called Flathead Lake. Um, There's quite a few lakes that are about, like, within an hour drive or so. Um, so girls have gone out there. Um, there are some hikes. I'm not sure if any players have actually done any, but some of the staff have um and have reported beautiful sites and wildflowers and um sore calves and whatnot. So um that has been great. And then the town has been very welcoming. We've gotten a lot of um suggestions of food places, like where to eat, things to check out. Um, so I think we're kind of like going through that list a little bit, using that as a guideline on what to check out while we're here.
0: Obviously, like you said, coronavirus has changed everyone's plans right now, including yours, Mm -hmm. um, which means also that you all can't greet fans, sign things, but it sounds like we've heard some folks are peeking over the fence to watch you practice. Have you seen um, a good amount of folks doing that?
2: yeah so there have been it, it depends on the day really but I know at one point i I can't remember if we were playing 11 aside or if it was just a normal training session but there are fans basically everywhere and then the fencing it has like this you can see through it but you can't see through it type of material on it and you know there's like little flaps and you see little like faces peeking through there like just trying to see anything at that point so um, that has been cool to see the fans like doing everything they can just to watch a training session
0: and we also heard that um thanks to Pearl Jam concert the the field got upgraded um there is it a pretty nice training facility that you guys have
2: yeah so the pitch is really nice um oh my my uh college coach told me they redid it like a year or two ago so he's like oh it's different than when you were there Mm because when I played here like it was very um very like loose grass and of course, it was always like raining and very cold when we were here. So uh, things are a little bit different now. Pretty hot. But um, yeah, the facilities are nice. The gym is so nice. That's probably been like once we walked in there where everyone was just in awe of how nice their uh, gym facility is. So it's been good.
1: Is that still weird for uh, you to be training knowing that you have uh, you know, this tournament next week, but knowing that know the world is still going through a pandemic but yet having you know fans you know looking through the fence and trying to get as much of a glimpse as they can to watch you guys train like does that provide some sort of you know small bits of comfort knowing that you know there's still you know a massive pandemic going on in the entire world and then you know it's can be kind of you know nerve-wracking at times
2: yeah it almost feels like we're in a little bubble right now um because the area is small, we're not in a big city where there's a lot of people wearing masks, and, you know, it's not in your face, Mm -hmm. um, equally, like, we're only really around each other, and, you know, it's just familiar faces, um, but, yeah, it's, it's easy to forget that there's a pandemic going around right now, or, yeah, right now, um, but, yeah, it's, it's, comforting, like you said, to know that the fans are there and, you know, people are supporting us from afar, so.
0: And the NWSL is the first team sport to start playing in the United States, Um, and um, from what we've heard from players, lots of great communication happening about um, health protocols. How do you just feel about your own health and safety uh, right now and what the league's doing for players?
2: Um, Yeah, I feel safe. (laughs) Um with that being said, like I do take the precautions um to make sure that I'm being safe. Um I do wear my mask as much as possible and you know wash my hands and use hand sanitizer and all that stuff because like the last thing I want to do is get sick. Like it doesn't matter if it's corona or just like a general cold. Like I don't like being sick. So um I look out for myself and I hold like I expect everyone else to do that as well. Um, And then, yeah, the NWSL has been very good with laying out the protocols and making sure they are being as safe as possible. Um, It's frustrating at times because, you know, no one really wants to be in, like, lockdown essentially, Um, only allowed to leave the hotel to go to games and train. But if you want to play, that's what you have to do. And I think everyone's willing to do that for four weeks. So.
1: We'll get uh, to – oh, go
0: ahead. Go ahead, Jacob.
1: No, go ahead, so many
0: questions. Well, I was going to say um, just knowing you, you obviously haven't gotten a chance to play in this league yet, but uh, fans haven't also got to see any preseason or to see any training. So maybe you can tell folks who are listening why you think uh, they should not sleep on OL rain for this tournament.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't think they should sleep on OL rain because – We have a very good group of players here, Um, quality-wise on the pitch, superb, Um, as well as personalities. um, I've noticed that the team is very mature um, in the way that things are handled. Um, So I think for new players, especially, that's a lot easier to come onto a team and know that Everyone around you has your back. It is a competitive environment. You know, players are fighting for spots, but you don't have players that are like shunning people that are playing the same position as them because you're in competition. Um, everyone is willing to help and to speak up um, if someone is doing something wrong or they want something changed or whatever it may be. And everyone's really receptive to those critiques. Um, and I think that speaks volumes because it's not like that everywhere. Um, and I think that might be something that will put us over the top a little bit.
1: It like might be anyway. hard. It might be hard to quantify it now. Um, but like what is it like for you knowing that you're, you know, when you go to train, you're going up against t- uh, NWCL veterans like Jess Fishlock <laughs> and Lauren Barnes. And then you also are, are, you know, competing and training along with and against um uprising talents like Bethany Balser. Um, and then international uh, talents like Shirley Cruz and Yuka Momiki. What's that like for you in terms of uh, growing your your gaming skill?
2: Um, I mean, it's just going to make me better, honestly. And that's part of the reason why I'm here is to develop myself and play against high competition. Um, I know, like the other teams I played on, there haven't been as many uh, national team players, I guess, or like really there haven't been as many national team players. There have been some, but like, i want to start over. Uh, um, <clears throat> right. So I was excited to come here because of the talent that OL Reign has. Um, I know other people were excited for me to come here as well one of my former teammates at Birmingham was buzzing when she found out that I was going here and she was like, Oh my God, you're going to be playing with Jess. Like, she's so cool. She's a legend. Um, So like that got me really excited. And then like coming here, it is surreal because like these are players, some of these players are people that I follow on Instagram and have for years. And like, now we're in the same room. So I have had like some like fangirl moments Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that's only natural, but at the end of the day, like, those are my teammates, and, like, they put their cleats on the same way as everyone else does, you know, like, they're people, too, and they show that in their personalities, Um, just, like, coming up to introduce themselves, like, hey, I'm so-and-so, like, welcome to the team, happy to have you here, like, that, it means a lot for someone who, you know, isn't, like, a big-name player,
0: so. We've asked this question in previous pre-seasons, and it's okay if you don't feel like you have an answer yet. But is there one skill if you could steal from another teammate, one of their skills and um, skill? Whether that's long balls, tackles, whatever. What what might you steal from one of your rain teammates?
2: I would steal Morgan Andrews' ability to strike a ball (laughs) and make passes because you know, like. like yeah, we I haven't been here for very long, um, <laughs> but that's one thing. Just in training sessions, I'm just like, how does she do that? Like I <laughs> like I want to do that. So that's definitely something I would steal.
0: Morgan Andrews' long ball has came up multiple times on that question. So yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> she has scored some rockets, some screamers as well. So
1: we'll uh, get to the fun getting to know your questions uh, in a bit here, Adrian. But we do have to ask. Um, Obviously, we know what's going on with the rest of the country. The Black Lives Matter movement has become uh, something far bigger than probably any of us could ever imagine. We now have seen actions in the streets being translated into efforts by uh, city and state government and wanting to uh, make, uh, you know, changes, you know, uh, in terms of uh, tackling systemic racism and also addressing police brutality. What um, what do you see with um, you know what the the progress the movement has uh, gotten so far? And knowing that you know there's still a long ways to go, but seeing that you know city uh, governments are willing to make those uh, changes and also you know talk about you know how do we you know change the system? Yeah.
2: Um... I think there have been good steps taken. Um, I, in my eyes, they're baby steps and, you know, little things here and there that probably should have been changed years ago. Um, But my main focus is on the bigger things, Um, the systemic racism, in particular, um, (laughs) changing the system. The question is how, and obviously. I think it's apparent just from some conversations I've had with my friends, air quote friends, um, that not everyone is on board and not everyone is going to support that. So I think that's going to be the biggest roadblock ahead is how do you fix something that not everyone wants fixed or like sees the reason why it should be fixed. Um, Again, like I think the protests and Uh, you know, social media posts and information being passed along through social media platforms has been really great. I think it's been informative. I know some people have reached out and said, like, this really good information, please keep sharing. Um, So I think that's really great. But I also think that people need to recognize that this is not just the flavor of the month. (laughs) I feel like 2020 has had that a little bit. Um, And I also think that maybe like Corona kind of opened up that space for people to, I guess, like not really have anything better to do or not have those distractions of the day-to-day life so that they can actually sit and see, you know, what, like, I didn't realize this before, like this person's being discriminated against and, you know, I think that kind of has opened some eyes and I, I think that's why this movement has been bigger than, some in the past. um, But I really do hope that people recognize that it's not uh, just a trend. Um, Hopefully, it keeps going. I know I'm going to do my part to continue the conversations and continue to educate those that want to be educated and want to see a change. And I hope others do the same.
0: Yeah, I think that's well said. And I mean, I know, Carbanoa described as like a domino effect. And I think you're seeing that a little bit and whether it was coronavirus and everyone just feeling like fun with it and it just erupted as a result. I'm not really sure either about explaining um, what made this so unique, but um, it, it's not, it shouldn't be just this moment in time. And um, I know I personally too, am so committed to continuing to look at, at systems and how we address racism and and not just individual actions and moments mm-hmm. thank you for um, being so willing to share with us
2: yeah I mean that's part of it I know you know not everyone feels the same because you know they have their own reasons but for me like I haven't had a, like. Hmm? I feel like it's important <laughs> For me to talk about it i feel like i'm in a good space to have conversations um, like that so i will continue to do so until i feel that i can't anymore and it's not good for me Um, but until that happens i'm just going to continue on um
0: doing doing what i do (laughs) speaking of you and doing what you do we do have um a couple more what we might say, fun, get to know you questions um, that I'll turn to Jacob to ask you.
1: Okay, Um, we're just gonna get the biggest question that seems to have divided the OL Rain locker room uh, whenever we've asked uh, your teammates about it. Adrian, where do you stand on pineapple on pizza?
2: Pineapple does go on pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's been a while, like I don't, I've I've changed my diet, <clears throat> but one of the best pizzas I've had has pineapple, pepperoni, and cream cheese were the toppings on it, and it's so good. Whoa. And there's a couple of eyebrow raises in there, <laughs> and it could be for the pineapple or it could be for the cream cheese. But for the cream cheese, don't knock it until you try it because I had the same reaction, like, what? Like, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. It is so good. My and,
1: eyebrows raised because I want to know where is this place. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I have, so it originated, my first experience was at a place called Roma in Greeley. Um, that was like the go-to place in college for mm-hmm. the soccer team. Well, for everyone, I guess. Um, but that's the first place I tried it. And then I have asked for it at like old Chicago's or like Places that have pizza I'm like do you put cream cheese on pizza like can you do that and you know people are like yeah and I remember one time I asked for it on like my little personal pizza and they straight up just like cut the cream cheese and like laid it on (laughs) my pizza and I was like "Mm, a little bit much not what I was thinking but yeah you have to just like do little like dollops around the pizza that's the key you don't just like smother it on there
0: do you also put other cheese on, or is cream cheese the only cheese?
2: Yeah, you can put other cheese, like the mozzarella, the Got usual it. on there as well, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Listen, I've made some interesting pizza combos, <laughs> I'm not judging. It does sound really interesting.
2: Yeah, and then use uh for the crust, like save your crust for the end and dip them in honey, and oh, that's your dessert. Ooh. Yep.
0: Is uh, pineapple and pizza available in the UK? I am not sure. Yeah because
2: Europe, like, they have, they put, like, interesting, like, just different things on pizza, um, I can't, I think, like, in Iceland, they put, like, corn, like, sweet corn on pizza, um, that's weird, but, you know, (laughs) cream cheese on pizza is weird, too, so, (laughs)
3: like, But I will uh, say, Jess Fishlock was one of the strongest opinions about pineapple on pizza, so hearing that things are a little bit different there with pizza doesn't surprise me.
2: Yeah, did she say yes or no?
1: No, nope, she was staunch against it.
2: Whoa. Ooh. She also
1: said she didn't. She doesn't understand chicken on pizza.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. That's also an interesting one, I guess. <laughs>
0: I'm not sure what she puts on her pizza, though. We never asked that question, did we?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, she was pretty angry about pineapple, so we <laughs> don't want to poke the dragon anymore, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, Adrian, uh having spent uh, a good deal of your childhood in Germany, we were kind of wondering if you can teach us um, a word or a phrase in German.
2: Yeah, OK. We could do, like, hi, my name is. Sure, right. That's like a good one. So hi, you can say hello, ish, hi, sir, and then your name. So ish is I. It's like name. okay. Hi, ish hi, sir, blank. Like I, hi, my name is blank.
1: All right, I'm gonna try it and you evaluate on my uh, pronunciation skills. Hi, Isha Jacob. I (laughs)
2: mean, it could be. You know, we're not face to face. That could be it. But it's like, ish, heise,
1: ish, heise.
2: Nice, nailed it.
1: Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay. Hello, ish heise Jacob.
0: Yep.
2: Very good.
1: Susie, Steve, you guys want to do that, or am I? So just I, going I know to do how
0: to it? say sprechen the English. There you go. Yeah, that's all I got.
2: Or I'm sprechen kein Deutsch.
3: Flashbacks to high school German. So I'm. Sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. You guys are good.
1: <laughs> all right, um, Adrian, if you were in charge of the team's uh, match day playlist what three songs or to make it, uh, if it's a little easier, what three artists would you put on there?
2: So I, uh, I went through my playlist and I actually have my songs written down. Awesome. Um, so they're pretty specific, but the first one would be let's go by cash. Oh, it's a Cashio remix and it's by headbands. Um, I feel like that one probably isn't really well known, mm-hmm. but I like it. So I would play it. Um, and then we have Tempo featuring Missy Elliott by Lizzo. A little something mm. to get it, people going. And then nice. the last one would be Roses but okay, it's I'm Man Beck remix. Ooh. Um, but that one was pretty, uh, we played it a lot in England and it really got the people going. So I probably play them in that order too. Nice yeah because you have to have like the lesser known one at the start, and people maybe they're like putting on their boots or whatever, mm-hmm. and then the closer you are to going out for a warm up, then you crank it up a little bit cool
0: are you are you a player that has some pregame rituals or superstitions
2: um yeah <laughs> i am i I have a couple um I think they do kind of change. One of them used to be my hair and, like, how I styled it. Um, I, I actually – I think it is kind of one. I think I have, like, one hair style that I do for games each season, and I have to have it that way for the whole season because you never know if it's yeah. not the
0: same. Mm-hmm. I used to be, like, when I played uh, more competitively, I would, like – that we won a couple games and determined that it was something about me that helped win those games Mm -hmm. Um, but but i didn't like throughout the year i would just be like oh it was i wore my hair hair a certain way we won three times i better keep doing that
2: yeah (laughs) i think everyone has a little something well maybe not everyone but i definitely do yeah
1: if a movie was going to be made about your life adrian who would you pick to play you
2: so i would actually pick my sister because so she's eleven years younger than me, mm-hmm. um, she plays soccer and she's super athletic and like has played every sport and is good at every sport mm-hmm. and can run for days so like for her she kind of looks like me, we all 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 my siblings we all kind of look like each other, but we're also different. Um, she has great hair and she's very smart so
0: I so would she have acting ambitions?
2: I mean, I'm not sure, but she's very much, like, when she was younger, she loved to be in front of the camera. Um, we have quite a few videos of her, like, no teeth, like, singing Bruno Mars and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I think she'd be fine.
0: Might have to make it happen. Yeah, for real. Yeah.
1: So, you said she plays soccer. Is she better than you, or no, that's something uh, Big Sister <laughs> no. will always rule? <laughs>
2: I, like, my, part of my goal and, like, my duty as the oldest sibling in the family is to raise the bar as high as I can,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. so (laughs) good luck to everyone else.
0: You also played quite a few sports in high school, didn't you?
2: Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, Basketball, swimming, track, soccer, but, like, I don't know. My siblings, the younger ones, are just on a different level. Because they like swimming, triathlons, like long distance, the like cross-country running, like track, like, like everything. Just, well, they had they an got, example, I guess,
0: to start Yeah,
2: they, <laughs> they got me on that one, to be fair. I know they're trying to get more varsity letters than me, so I don't know how that's going. I think maybe Corona helped me a little bit, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> Something we noticed on the team's uh, roster page is that you don't have a number uh, – yet uh have you made a decision on what uh, number you're gonna have uh or you're still trying to figure it out
2: i have my number i do
1: can I, you, am i allowed
2: to share it you
1: I can don't know. share it with us if you want to it'd be something of a uh, breaking news i guess
2: yeah well i'm gonna be number 29
1: <laughs> nice is there any significance to that number or just a number for you
2: yes actually so i'm Usually number 15, have been for forever. It's kind of like a family number.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so we're all number 15 at this point. Obviously, I could not have that number <laughs> here, <laughs> and rightfully so. Um, so, yeah, I went with 29 because it's my brother's birthday date. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, nice. My brother's too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. What month? April. Oh, okay. Not, yeah, not April. No, January. Okay. That would have been cool, though. I know. It
0: would have been amazing.
1: So you said 15 is the family number. Um, is there a story to that? Or is it just the number that everyone seems to have just picked over time?
2: Um, well, I started it, of course. Um, and then <laughs> my little a... brother. Yeah. My little brother, when he, um, after his first competitive tryout, I believe it was, he picked number 15 as well and I was really hurt because I was like, that's my number, like, stealing my number, um, yeah, and then he passed away, and then at that point, it just became, like, a community, um, symbol, I guess, to recognize him, like, remember him by, so, uh, we have, like, hashtags, like, "Lucas Strong 15 and, you know, everyone just knows, like, 15, like, what's his number, and, you know, it's our number, like the Jordan number, so literally, like, we're all number 15, and, uh, yeah, I finally saw, eventually, I was like, you know, maybe he was, like, trying to be like me, or my mom told me that, or whatever at the time, and I was like, nah, he's trying to steal it, so, you know, sibling rival rival, rivalries,
0: very much kid logic, no matter, like, how old you are as a kid, that's very, yeah, yeah, right there, so, <laughs> Well, Adrian, I know you've had a long day. Um, I don't know if Jacob has any other questions for you, but maybe we'll just um, close by by asking if there's any message you want to share with um, Rain fans or any just any shout outs you want to do.
2: Um, Yeah, to the fans, I'm really excited to play for Oil Rain this summer. Um, I hope that you guys are all able to support us from afar. Um, and yeah, I'm just really looking forward to representing the club. And I hope you guys enjoy watching the games.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. We're so excited um, to kick off the, the tournament next week and really grateful for you joining us. Um, and we wish you all the best luck with the rain this summer.
2: Yeah, thank you guys again so much for having me. I really enjoyed it.